John, I'm not sure if this is going to be an introduction, a conclusion, or both. Yeah. But we're at the end of it. We have uh, we've just closed the door to our makeshift studio here at the Mary Winspear Center, and we're hoping that we don't get kicked out. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock, and so that might happen still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there's a sign on it that says recording in progress, so, so yeah. it sounds pretty official, and they might, they might give us an extra 5-10 minutes. <laughs> wow. So we're, we're going to try and unpack what we just experienced for the last three hours. Um, it was in a word. Um, it was authentic. Yeah. Was, uh, so t- tell me first your experience of being on stage and, and sharing in a very John way. Honestly, man, like everyone else said the same thing when they came off. They don't really remember what they said. And I, I kind of feel the same way. You kind of go into a bit of a, I don't know, a flow state or you just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of people after who said it connected with them. So that's good. But, uh, um, I left my phone, I left all my notes, and that's not something I tend to do. I mean, I don't tend to follow notes, but I tend to have them with me just as a fail-safe. This was the first time I just let it go, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a freeing feeling. Yeah, you absolutely rocked it up there. You, um, as one might expect, you brought a lot of lightness to the stage, which there wasn't in the entirety of the experience from the other speakers. It was pretty heavy, mm-hmm. and it was refreshing and and you were real you talked about the anxiety that you've experienced the panic Mm -hmm. the darkness and you brought everyone out of darkness with your your charm and your uh your beautiful presence up there so yeah thanks and um it was such an honor and pleasure being right in the front row Mm -hmm. seeing it all and and uh and seeing my my partner well thanks so much man yeah it was uh, <clears throat> it was a remarkable experience and it was good to finally put words to something I've lived for the last or well, still living for the last many decades um, I just think there's power in when we finally share our truth our authentic truth it allows other people to feel brave enough to share theirs I mean so many people came up after and were sharing things about I had someone who came up to me right after and shared how um, she was um, she was born a man and she 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 knew she knew, she knew she wasn't and it took her sixty years before she could admit that and she talked about just uh, realizing that about ten years ago and um, and just how living a lie the carnage that that caused her um, and it's just it's amazing that a, a message would <laughs> transcend that um, so. That, that for me is what I wanted was for people to be able to if I can look at myself maybe they can do the same and I mean I think all the speakers achieved that the, the amount of vulnerability they showed especially the ones oh, just all of them was I mean just it's something I haven't witnessed before live it was just amazing yeah it was a huge inspiration and for those of you out there listening they're there is a documentary mm-hmm. that is being created to showcase all of this, so you will have an opportunity to experience it. There's going to be, obviously, links that we will provide alongside this episode, so it's highly encouraged to listen and experience, and, and this will be a, a wonderful package for you to get 
a taste of what it was like to, to see these incredible, vulnerable, powerful speakers who are not professional speakers, who are just people who have been through trauma and this is part of the process of overcoming it which is a huge lesson in itself so you're gonna be able to see that and then you're gonna be able to hear from them and about their experience um, from our conversations so it's a it's a pretty pretty cool thing and and such an honor to be a part of it and um, we should probably wrap fairly soon uh, or else listeners you might hear a a loud knock on the door (laughs) we we got the sign on the door it's fine it's an official sign (laughs) no what what a what a remarkable day and and emily is is amazing um if you remember her episode you should listen to it if you haven't she talks about what uh, prompted her to start the connection project and it was just it was just a sense and a and a desire to to bring um, vulnerability to the stage and here we are on year, year two and and i think this is this is going to be a long long stay here in sydney yeah so and I'm already looking forward to next year's and as you've said what happens when you're vulnerable is that other people become vulnerable mm-hmm. with you and that's mm-hmm. something that everyone listening you can take that out into your own lives wherever it may be fuck even at work mm-hmm. you know this is how genuine relationships form this is how you bring yourself truly close together with someone is being open being true letting yourself out and and being vulnerable and and it's scary you know these people all were afraid and not only are they they stronger because of what they've done but everyone else around them is as well yeah absolutely Jessica. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we are about to get started with the Connection Project Volume 2, and you are hosting the event. Yeah, I'm the MC tonight. It's super exciting. Yeah. How did you get into this role? So this all kind of started with my dad actually reaching out to Emily, our host and director. Um, My dad was kind of looking for something for me to, like, a project for me to get onto. I wasn't actually in a great spot at that point, and my dad reached out to Emily and had coffee with her, vetted her, (laughs) so to say, and we met up and talked about the Connection Project, and right away I knew that I wanted to be involved. I knew that I didn't want to, or wasn't at the point in my life where I could share my story yet, so it's not something I'm ready to do, but I wanted to be involved and I wanted to contribute some way. So knowing with my background... um, in kind of promo work and on-air stuff so that kind of was it was a really great fit for the MC role for tonight and for doing the promo work that I've done with Emily amazing well and and I'm curious about what when you said you you didn't feel ready to share your story Mm -hmm. um I don't I don't know your full story you know you've shared a little bit Mm -hmm. um what do you feel like um you need to be ready to share that that's a really good question I feel like right now there's still so much stigma today in our world and I find like it would really affect my employment opportunities Mm -hmm. so at this point you know it's 2019 I feel like I couldn't be open and vocal with my story and have it not come around full circle for somebody in a job interview to find and um, bring it up so I know the people here tonight are doing such great work at um, fighting against the stigma and really working to break down those kind of um, rules and and things like that that are preventing people like me from sharing their story. I like I really think so highly of the people sharing their stories tonight. Mm-hmm. I think that 
you know, it's just not a, the right time for me. And I really hope that will come around soon. I'd love to get on stage and share my story, but I think that right now it just it just would affect me too much in the workplace. But you're, you're such a good example of, you know, I can't do this, but I can do this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you still want to be involved. You still want to be a fan for everybody else. And, and I love that because I think it'd be easy just to be like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I, I'm not ready to do that, so I'm not even going to come to the event. Mm-hmm. But here you are using your gifts in, in a really important way. And whether you're not you're sharing your story this year doesn't really matter. But you also talked about the st- stigma. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's easy to think in 2019 we're, we're evolved species. Oh, there's no stigma anymore. You know, it's a, uh, online there's a lot more positive pressure to, to be vulnerable and share. But, but, you know, you're a reminder that there is still stigma out there, unfortunately, and we, we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. But here you are contributing to yeah. the overcoming of that in, in your own way. Yes. And so you're, you're part of your own process and your own healing and, and yeah, the progress that we're, we're taking in society. So That's huge. congratulations and, yeah, and thank, thank you, you for I feel that. like everybody can share something. Everybody has gifts and it's just about finding what specifically you can contribute. I, I knew that I couldn't be a speaker, but what else can I do? And I feel yeah. like, you know, there's going to be a next year, there's going to be another project. So if anybody listening to this has something to contribute, there's, we're always looking for different people to come aboard and help with different things. We had a, um, a stage coach this year. We had a promo person. We had lots of different people with different kinds of gifts that can contribute. So it's a pretty exciting opportunity. Well, I'm guessing the audience will see you and just register that uh, Jessica is a champion for mental wellness because there she is up there on stage. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll just make that link so that it's it's huge. Totally. It's like contributing, but without kind of disclosing everything. Yeah, so it's of kind of like for a sure. really kind of cute way of doing it. Yeah. yeah and, sure. and everyone's in a, in a different stage of their own yeah, story and their, sure. their own progress. What would you like to see or what could you imagine as the, the best case scenario of the outcome of, of your contribution tonight? Everybody has gifts, and maybe if they see me on stage contributing without necessarily disclosing a bunch of personal information, maybe somebody else next year will get the confidence to reach out and join a similar project or our project. I feel like if I can touch somebody in the audience and make them realize that they are worthwhile to contribute, they're wonderful gifts. I know I've said that a lot, but I feel like it's so true, Mm -hmm. and there are so many different opportunities for people with mental health and people with different kind of struggles to um, bring light into this world and I feel like this is a really cool opportunity for a lot of lives to be touched tonight so I'm really grateful to be here and again I think so highly of everyone who's speaking and disclosing and sharing and really touching the lives for tonight. Well and I think an important thing to remember is um, when we give to others we're also giving back to ourselves and we do benefit from that Mm. and so you know you talking about being in a really bad place uh, and that's one of the reasons that first you know helped with your father and you to reach out for this Mm -hmm. so in a way um this is great for you too right because it's a way of of recognizing first of all i was in a bad place and then choosing to get out of that bad place by giving back and using your gifts and i think that's another example for all our listeners is when you feel stuck in yourself and you're in that tough place the way out is often out of yourself and, and into somebody else's life totally and and thank you for that example yeah i find 
throwing yourself into something you're passionate about can really bring so many benefits to your life. Mm -hmm. So being busy is really helpful for me and kind of filling my life with passions and things I'm excited about. So this has definitely been a really cool experience meeting with Emily, rehearsing my MC script, you know, doing all the promo things on that kind of side. So, I mean, it's really kept me busy and kept me happy and it's been a really cool project to work on. And the most important thing about that in in my perspective is you you were busy and you were doing things but they were aligned with your values and they were things that were important to you and and they were they were chosen for that reason and and because we we can all busy our lives up with distractions or with whatever we want, but it doesn't help unless it's has a purpose behind it and it's aligned with with our own purpose and our own values um one quick question i have and then and then we'll wrap up as as we've got some things to do <laughs> at least you you do i don't really to be totally <laughs> honest um but it's a, a, around fears and what was your process for overcoming those and, and how might you use that process at, at a later date so i think my biggest fear going into this was I was kind of worried that I wasn't going to connect with the audience the way that the other speakers were. Um, What the speakers are doing is a lot of focused work and they're really, they got a lot of practice connecting with the audience. So I was worried that kind of in my performance, if you were to call it that, that it would just kind of gloss over or I wouldn't be able to accurately give the speakers, you know, the credit and passing that they deserve or say the right things. It's just such a profound kind of, night and I worry that that's a lot of weight on my shoulders a little bit that you know to say the right thing to acknowledge the right emotions that people are feeling and kind of carry the show at the same time I'm actually really excited and I'm practiced for this right now I'm ready I'm focused I'm good to go but definitely earlier today when we were doing the rehearsal I was like oh how how am I gonna know what to say like and it's kind of the realization that you can't be perfect. I can't always say the right thing, but mm-hmm. as long as my you know intentions are in the right spot and you know my mind is thinking somewhat clearly, this show will go on, and you know everything that's going to happen and is meant to happen will happen. Mm-hmm. And no one expects perfection because no. everyone out there is is imperfect in their own way. Totally. And uh, you know that you have the inherent tools to to say the right thing. And what's going to come across most is your belief and passion for the project. Mm. Um, you can't fake that. That's going to be there, uh, the audience, and we will feel that. Whether or not you mess up on a little word, people don't remember that, but they remember how they felt. That's true. And um, that's that's going to be your saving grace, all of our saving grace. Yeah. That's going to be really helpful to remember when I'm on stage. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. no problem. It's good. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing what's to come. Awesome. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I'm in a unique position in this room right now because I am not about to go on stage in a few hours and uh, share my story. So I'll I'll be in the role of question asker for really both of you two, um, and and especially you, Jen, who... uh, I've just had the opportunity to meet, and, and John, you've been through the rehearsal process for the Connection Project with, so you have, uh, you go back a, a couple of weeks at the most. A little ways. Yeah, <laughs> a little ways. Yeah, so really, at this point, we're just trying to get a sense of what's going on for you right now, what's going on in your body, what's going on in your mind about the what's to come. Sure. 
Well, my body is feeling like I can feel the heart palpitations. I can feel the excitement. Um, my hands are clammy. Um, at the same time, when we were doing the uh, opening circle just to get ready to come in here, uh, I felt like a real grounding come over me. And uh, it was a really beautiful experience to be there in a circle with everybody that's involved and to feel sort of the, the energy going through my body and just like saying, okay, you're here, be here, this is going to be awesome, everything's going to go great. So body-wise, yeah, it's a little bit of a roller coaster, just like life. Mm. Um, and my head, same thing. Um, I find myself going from, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. I can't believe I'm here to, okay, what, what am I going to be saying again tonight? And I think I need to go home and do some more work to, it's all going to be okay. So yeah, I'd sum it up by saying roller coaster. Yeah. What inspired you to be here and be a part of the Connection Project? What happened was um, my brother, actually, who knows that I've um, had some mental health struggles for quite some time, sent me an email one day saying, um, there's this woman, Emily, and uh, she's doing something called the Connection Project, and, you know, I thought you might be interested. And uh, I, one day I was coming out of my psychiatrist's appointment, and I thought, I need to email this woman. So I sat down on the steps outside, and I just opened it up, and I fired off an email. And it was basically to the effect of, um, I'm struggling, I, and I know that I want to still be here. Like, I need to somehow find a way to continue to be here. And my brother let me know about you, and so I'm reaching out. And from there, it just went to meeting her for coffee and really wanting to be in the first connection project, and it didn't work out. And we developed a really close friendship over this past year, and here I am. Well, and Jen, you are speaking first tonight. I am. So that, that is a big honor. Yes, it um, is. Perhaps even a responsibility. Yes. And um, I wondered, are you excited about speaking first? What's been your mindset around that? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I appreciate that question. I actually, there hasn't been one moment that I have not been grateful for going first. Hmm. Um, I have been really excited. Yes, I do consider it an honor. And at the same time, it if I'm to be totally honest, I'm really happy to be getting it over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that way I can sit and I can listen to the rest of you guys. Um, and not have my heart beating out of my chest and be fully present for you because I, I know what it feels like. You know, I'm not each person, but I, I know what it feels like to be going up to perform. So I really think that that's, it's really fitting for me to be going first mm. tonight. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Is this something that you've done before? Do you have any experience in public speaking? Um, I don't have experience on a professional level. However, I have gone up before. I pluck away at the guitar a tiny bit, like I know about four chords. So over my lifetime, I've written maybe four or five songs. And there was one that I wrote that they wanted me to sing at just a, a church celebration. 
So I did that, and then I sang at my cousin's wedding. So I'm, I have been up in front of people before, and I quite like it. I like to be able to, to speak. Um, it, it, it's fairly comfortable for me. This is a different format. Hmm. This is, hey, you don't get to have any notes. Well, and let me tell you, like this is the maybe the Olympics for public speaking in the sense that the topic is mental health, Absolutely. specifically the the mental health challenges you've had. Yes, and that is terrifying to share some of those intimate details. I mean, a lot of people struggle to share those details even with themselves and admit that they have a struggle. True, and then extend to their family. But to stand on a stage in front of a couple hundred people, knowing that it's going to be videotaped. And, and other people are going to see it later. Um, you're looking at me like, you're making me nervous. <laughs> no, like, you're like, oh my gosh. I got to go. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's true. It's, 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 so how, has that affected your mindset, realizing that um, just, just the topic? It's the funniest thing because it's actually contrary to what, to what you just said, my experience. Mm. What it feels like for me is um, I am so I feel so blessed and so excited to be able to stand up there and tell my story. Mm. I've never I've never really um, I've always been kind of an open book. Um, I haven't necessarily gone into a lot of detail. However, I have always had shame around it, and so in a lot of ways I've used the depression as a crutch. And so this format, um, as I said, I'm usually comfortable being in front of people and I'm okay sharing my story. What I'm nervous about is not having been able to write notes and have them there to look at and read because this is more like TED Talk form and coming from the heart. And at the same time, I'm excited because that is what I really want to be able to tap into is just let whatever is out there, those energies out there flow through me. So this is a perfect opportunity for that. Oh, that's great. What is your hope or intention of the audience's experience to be? My intention is to be able to ground myself like I was saying in the very beginning to be able to feel rooted like a tree and comfortable and just sink right into my heart so that when I'm speaking or actually even before I speak to come in with that presence so that anyone who might be feeling nervous because again I'm the first one coming out so that in my coming out I'm already feeling grounded and I have in my mind and my heart that I'm there to speak my truth and that whatever comes out of my mouth from my heart is going to hit hopefully at least one person and help them feel a little bit of hope or a little bit of light for themselves or for somebody that they know. So that's where my heart is. That to me is a perfect moment to end on, Jen. Um, we're, we're super excited to hear you tonight. and. Um, you got about six hours to think about it, but it sound, <laughs> yeah, sa- thanks, sounds John. like that's probably going to make you more excited because you already are confident about it. So Thanks. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear your story myself, and, and thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. Joseph, you've got about an hour till the the whole thing begins. Yeah. So what's going on for you right now? Well, I'm pretty much uh, 
just trying to keep myself like chilled out. I'm like mo- monitoring my breathing and like physiological, <laughs> mostly physiological. That's why I'm like trying to keep myself in that in that zone. And I, because uh, like the preparation, I felt like the process. Um, it was like all these different little stages of um, intensity or like, you know, that we worked through, I think like collectively, like working through stuff in the moment and then realizing that like, you already know this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's just that it's being witnessed Yeah, and um, kind of th- throwing away the perfectionism that like, you know, I, I watched, um, you know, when you watch like a TED talk or something, yeah. sometimes it's really scripted and they've got like their body language cued mm-hmm. like perfectly. Yeah. And it's kind of like, mm, or like, I like, I can see your shtick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not authentic. It's not authentic. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're aiming to be as authentic as possible, right? That this whole, this whole thing is, uh, is about authenticity. Yeah. And the subject matter can only lend it, lend itself to like the, like the reality of like lived experience and you can't really script it. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it would almost seem bizarre to have this like perfect perfected shtick when you're talking about like a life of imperfection and <laughs> rawness and times when you're at your at your most you know challenged totally and to have like this like perfected like snap snap you yeah know? totally it, it would just seem like a bit off yeah um so i think to to just if you're okay with being vulnerable on stage you've already you're you're going to be a success mm-hmm you know, and it's that's really the battle, right? Is getting out of the head and into the heart, and just being like, they'll remember, they'll remember how how the feeling, the feeling versus the like, yeah. I want some. Yeah. There's some certain some certain points you want to hit, of course, right? Yeah. If you, <laughs> you totally miss the mark, you yeah. talk, yeah. But you know, um, I think the focus. Um, I also noticed that the 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 natural storytelling muscle kind of gets kicked in. Oh, for sure. Right? It's just like if, if you were in a living room or in a studio like this, mm-hmm. what happens? Right? It's, you know, I don't have any paper here. No. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. exactly. And you're so. nailing it. So. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. So from a, a bigger picture perspective, this is something that you've, know, you've known about for a long time. You've done a lot of preparation. And, and maybe I'll throw this question to both of you. What methods have you used to to prepare and to be zoned in and relaxed and effective in the moment Mm. so i think that's like a lot of like yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. mostly like i feel like that the and being able to notice when i'm like triggered or i like strong emotions like fear and stuff come up that you're you're able to like okay i'm i'm recognizing it i'm like I'm not dissociating from it. I'm not like trying to fight it mm-hmm. and I just stay, right? And I can stay and I'm like the feeling arises and that it's it might not even you're not trying to get rid of it either too, right? You're like um you're witnessing and feeling at the same time. Mm. Yeah. I lo- I love the whole idea of staying because I think in our culture, well, and just our our human sort of gut feeling when we feel a strong emotion like anxiety or something like that is to like, oh God, like push it away yeah. or, or distract ourselves or, or, or reach for a drink. Um, but, but often it's teaching us something. And if we can stay, we learn something perhaps about our higher self. Perhaps it is that is even our higher self reaching out and being like, hey, 
totally hey, come back come back to yourself right and and so for me my prep has been uh, similar in, in the sense of i really haven't like sat down and tried to crank out a script or anything like that it almost felt inauthentic i've just allowed myself to think on it and 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 uh, just in the last few days where i really took to paper so to speak and wrote a few things down but like you said joe we, we know our stories right we live them we know them well um, we just have to open our mouth and share our heart, and, and that's it. So one phrase that you've used in the past is is Big John versus Little John. Yeah, and, yeah. and Big John is kind of like the caretaker, and it's yeah. like, hey, make sure, you know, <laughs> make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're doing the right thing here. So if Big John and Big Joseph could give <laughs> one piece of advice to both of you for the uh, for what's to come, what would that be? Well, for me, Big John, like like I said, that that's that's my truer self, perhaps my higher self. And, and Big John would say, "Remember, this is about the people in the audience. This isn't about you." Mm-hmm. Little John wants all the praise and all the ego and all the fanfare and wants to get the phrases perfect and be hilarious and be poignant at the same time. But Big John is just like, "Hey, this is all about you helping somebody else." And so, if we go into it looking at them and not breaking that connection and seeing seeing the people in the audience connecting with them that, that's that's what big john wants little john might complain a little bit but we'll let little john say a few things but, <laughs> but we'll keep little john on the down low because uh he'll run with it and it'll be a disaster <laughs> and for me uh big joseph is process oriented rather than any kind of results like i don't know what's going to happen because i i couldn't predict the kind of trajectory of my life in any um way at all like like to quantify it or qualify things I you know it's actually been such a mystery mm-hmm. so when I'm focused on process I things that just arise as they are meant to arise mm-hmm. right and it's not it's not uh, about a result right right and if I can things turn out better that way like it's the authenticity and the naturalness just happen as the the byproduct of the process rather than you know got a nail yeah for sure my delivery in every moment mm-hmm. you know throw away the shtick the shtick yeah mm-hmm. yeah perfect well both of you thanks for being here you're welcome well lisa yes, I, Andrew? I asked you this question earlier but i didn't get a straight answer so okay. maybe now you'll you'll tell me what exactly how would you describe your role at in the Connection Project? Well, Emily, Emily asked me to be the performance coach. Okay. And I wasn't sure what that would entail exactly. I've directed plays in the past. I've, um, I also do a workshop called Singing from the Soul and where I coach people in vocal. It's not even technique, actually. It's literally singing from the soul. Mm-hmm. It's how to reach and connect with yourself to sing. Um, and, and so she asked me because of that background. So I, um, in performance coach, what am I doing in this process? Um, well, a lot. It's kind of interesting. It's been very interesting. People come in with their stories. We sift through all the stuff. And it's probably not... Um, like, if you hear the word performance coach, you would think, oh, I'm going to tell you to move left and right. And yeah, you're going yeah. to, like, block it like a director in theater, but it's not like that at all. 
it it doesn't seem to be a technical pursuit, but a, more of a spiritual almost Absolutely. pursuit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the singing from the soul workshop is like that. And it's even though I could teach vocal technique, it's the same here. It's not about technique so much as it was about really connecting to our true selves. Mm -hmm. and so I'm super curious about that. And I feel like we could have an entire podcast episode based around that idea and that question. But how for someone listening out there who perhaps are, are leaning in right now, and are curious about how they might get in touch with their soul or really understand themselves better, what would you suggest? That's a big question. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's right. We're all on a journey, I think, to find our true self. Um, one of the things I do in the Singing from the Soul workshop is I bring it back down to connecting with ourselves. Um, coming from within a lot of people have fear about performing so what I think it really is is about connecting with the love inside and also putting the love out and that's connecting with people outside of you it sounds sort of simple in a way and it's sort of a simple thought um, not so simple to execute perhaps and that's the basis, basically, of basic, basis, basically. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a little redundant, but I mean, it's okay. Yeah, we're going to leave uh, it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. We're, we're not the performance coaches, though. No, no, for sure. Uh, You're speaking uh, from your soul, so that's all I care about. Yeah, that's, you know, drop is I It's also about dropping all thoughts, right? Yeah. I mean, like, even for me going in to do the performance coaching and the singing from the soul and all that stuff that I do, it's, I've adopted this prayer almost that before I do that it's like drop all the thoughts whatever you know is already there and well, just connect with source really or you know with higher power or whatever you want to call it God it's a million words right well and, and Lisa's trying to explain something perhaps that's uh, that there's not even adequate language for it's difficult to explain but but I experienced your your coaching when I came to to do my thing, and I came in knowing exactly what I was going to say, um, but realized when upon leaving that most of it was in my head and it hadn't got quite down to my heart. And there was times where I knew it was in my heart, and there's times I knew it was in my head. And the moment I knew it was in my head, um, I, I would stop and say, "I think I just disconnected there." And you're like, "Exactly." I, I felt the disconnection, and so that that's what you do. That's what you brought. In fact, it was the first time I have been speaking for. 30 years, it's the first time someone's ever made that real connection for me. It, it was transformative. Uh -huh. So let me tell you, like having experienced it firsthand, I think it's a, a beautiful way to coach and and uh, I think you'll help me tonight um, in, in big ways. I hope so. Yeah, or, or it's all your fault. I, I know, know, exactly, <laughs> right? Going yeah, yeah, no, totally. I'm glad you had that experience. I yeah. didn't even know going in what was gonna happen. No, no. You know, it was sort of, I left it up to I don't want to say the gods, but I left it up to yeah. um, whatever came in in the moment. Like it was so important for me to be present. Have you always been that way in your own life, or is this a learned thing? Absolutely not. Have been that way my whole life. Yeah. In fact, um, I have been a musician. I put it, I put music down for a long time, um, probably twenty years or so, and never really performed in front of people. Other than I did a lot of theater. So I have I do have that background as well, um, but I I never really performed music until about 
I want to say 10 years ago when I moved to this island, which I'm from the States, and um, I moved here 10 years ago, and, and probably into my second year here, I did a concert for the very first time in my life. I performed in front of people. So it's been over that 10 years, I've sort of gained, um, I was scared to death, actually. I, I probably didn't even connect with my music as much as I do now, and I didn't connect with people. But I found in the process going along and the people I've met, it's been an amazing journey for me, actually. Um, from the time I've moved here, I don't know what it is about this island, but it's got something going on, mm -hmm. like some ley lines or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, it's it's been an amazing journey for me to get to this point where I can experience connection and also connect with other people to the point where I can be present enough to be in with them. Mm -hmm. You know, In and with them. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Which is what tonight's going to be all about. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be about being in with everyone as the one I always say it's really not about me it's really about we you know mm. and, and you are you're ending off the program with a song I am right did you know that <laughs> <laughs> perfect we're, I found we're just out telling you now yeah, no. No, yeah. and yeah. Assume, pr presuming the song is is something that you've put together and it's it's a meaningful um, meaningful end to this amazing night what's the process been like perhaps putting that song together and, and how do you feel about the idea of performing it tonight. You know, it was a it was interesting. I when I write music, I, I play guitar, I write and piano. But I, when I write music, the music comes first, and the words don't necessarily come for a while. Hmm. And this one, I did it in a sort of alternate tuning, um, not a sort of alternate tuning. I did it in an alternate tuning, but uh, the song, I wasn't even sure what it meant to be honest with you. And I played it for people a couple of times, and it was, and I would evoke, it would evoke tears. So I went, oh, it must mean something. I don't know. It's weird, right? I'm not even connected to the own because I don't feel like when I write something that it's me. I feel like it's a sort of comes through. If they feel, you know, it's sort of that thing. That you're channeling something. Okay, sure, channeling. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah, it's the music channel. It's the lyrics channel. We turn it on, yeah. and then it, you know. Exactly. Well, downloads in ancient cultures that the idea of genius first was created by uh, the genius was an exterior thing and it mm -hmm. would come through ourselves and and be expressed and and that was the genius. Yeah. That's right. I remember. Did you guys have that on another podcast? I've is thought it? about it, but I don't think I've talked about it. Oh, on the, I've on heard the podcast. it before. Andrew's got a lot of these little gold minions or bullions. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. What's it, a gold minion? I don't know. <laughs> the children of the gold bullion? Yeah. <laughs> they hide in the closet. Do you think the minion movie would have been better with gold minions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's... Yes. And that's that's it. I'm not the genius. The genius lives outside of here. And, the, and it comes through. I don't take credit for the song. In a lot of ways. Well, in, in The War of Art, he calls it the muse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, same idea, and and it's a, it's a great way of expressing that there's more to it than ourselves. And one question I had uh, while seeing you interact and seeing you your presence here uh, was the amount of emotion that has been coming through you in in seeing everyone in their roles and and what you've provided to them. And I'm curious where that emotion is coming from. It's been an interesting process, Andrew. I gotta tell you. 
when we first started this process, everybody came in with their stories, and I was sort of had a barrier up or a boundary to my emotions and just wanted to be there for them and be present. The more present I became, the more sort of entrenched a little bit I became in everybody. But it's, it's interesting because I've actually been triggered in this process for my own stuff, and I've also healed from it. And that's, I think, part of where the emotion is coming from because, and I'm gonna now I'm gonna cry on your podcast. Great. Not the first time at all, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, a working with Emily, you know, has been so sort of synchron. There's a synchronicity to begin with, and and then working with um, everybody telling their backgrounds. We've been peeling a lot of layers back, mm-hmm. and as they, we peel their layers back, and we get to, you know, it's so many, it's so authentic, right? It's so genuine, authentic. It's so real. It's so true. It's, it's, it, it leaves me, and I think I'm a little empathic. Um, so I also, it's not that I take it on so much, but there's also some piece of it that that I it resonates with me. Or it triggers, like even John's story, which I won't try to give away, but I guess it'll be too late by the end, by the time mm-hmm. this airs. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, John's story triggered a little something in me from my past, of, you know, when I was growing up. And But the interesting part is, is that I can now heal it because it becomes a universal story instead mm-hmm. of my unique story that I hang on to mm. and use as whatever fodder I need or my ego needs to, to mm. say you're not worth anything you know whatever so if it's crazy answer to your question (laughs) no it's perfect (laughs) if you were to be able to step back and take in a a greater learning from from this specific experience that that other people may use or that you may apply to your life later on um in regards to that the the barriers and then the vulnerability and and everyone else's emotions what might that lesson be? Okay. Let's take a stab at it. I would say, I've been thinking about this actually, and what I've learned from this experience, and I'm probably going to sound redundant because, I mean, this has been sort of a, it's almost simple. I've um, gained, I've gained so much love as as a result of this connection project process for one I've gained more love for myself I've seen that opening up and being truthful and and getting closer to our true selves and having that love for ourselves and and then sharing it is as a world would be the most beautiful thing we would probably actually all just dissipate into the air because I mean there would be nothing else to fight for but I feel like that's what I feel like that's what we're all trying to do all the time, and no matter what means we do to get to that. I've also learned that creative people can be can really be on the high spectrum of mental, you know, that mental well being is an issue. <laughs> but I've I've really learned that people are courageous, and that and that people being truthful and vulnerable is actually a healing thing as opposed to something that's bad Um, because I know some people are like don't be vulnerable or don't you know put your you know have boundaries boundaries are so important and boundaries are important Um, Brene Brown talks about boundaries and vulnerability and it's and it's true 
that you do need to also look out for yourself in that sense when you're in vulnerability um, but still loving people to that full mass of love that you can have is you can still do it and still have the boundary in place right mm. so yeah it's so true so true um, I think one of the most powerful parts of this whole connection project and the genius behind what you and Emily have brought is you didn't just get seven speakers and then say, all right, we'll see you on Friday the 4th. You train them. Like you brought them into the process. And so I think a lot of events, you would just get, you know, picked to speak and you're on your own to kind of prepare and show up and you better hit it out of the park as to not embarrass the event planners. But the event planners are actually right there with you. And I think that's the most remarkable thing and why it's named the Connection Project because it is true connection all the way from the top, all the way through the through the process and, and through and on to the night. And I think that the people having just watched it, or if you haven't watched it, listeners watch the video footage, you'll see the power of what happened. And, uh, and it's, it's been an absolute honor to be part of it. I agree. It's been an honor for me. I would attribute and accredit Emily totally for coming up with that idea oh, of having sure. a performance coach and bringing this all together. Yeah. Because the courage that it took for her to go forward with something that she had no idea of how it was going to be, yeah. like, gives me so much courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. That exponential yeah. caring, connection, love, all of that stuff is like, she has just, she's taught me a lot of that it's this contagious. year. Yeah, courage is contagious. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. The the whole idea, Lisa, that you're talking about of of what you've given and how you've allowed yourself to be vulnerable with everyone who's involved and the self love that that's brought back to you, I think is just a a beautiful circle of of mm-hmm. the impact. So mm-hmm. um, totally. Yeah, I, I really want to respect that and appreciate that. So um, thank you and and thanks for being here for everyone else. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. And thank you, John. I can't wait to hear your story tonight. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Emily Olson's back with us, everyone. The creator, director, and reason why we're all here today. Hmm, Our fearless leader. So you're, we just ended maybe half an hour ago. How are you feeling? Oh man, I'm elated. I'm so proud of everybody. I'm really happy for the audience. Like mm-hmm. being in the foyer after and just feeling that love and people hugging that yeah, didn't, sure. like I was hugging people I didn't know. I was just so grateful that they came. Mm-hmm. That was a real big piece for me, like just blown away by everybody just showing up and, and doing their piece, whatever that ended up looking like. Yeah. And also understanding that the process was a huge part of the healing for each person. And I really feel that the beauty of the storytelling is is the healing piece. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was just so awesome just to witness people showing each other love like really mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah the, the community I talked about at the end of my, my speech um, that I felt in the connection project um, unbelievable I didn't think those relationships existed outside the church 
Yeah. You know, it turns out they do, and they go even deeper because they're not all tangled up in dogma. And uh, I, I thank you for the um, experience of being part of a community like that. Again, I've been looking for it. So now, now, now you're stuck with me. <laughs> now Yay. you're stuck with both of us. I'm so happy. And you yeah. know what? I actually had four people come up to me afterward saying that they would love to see your story shared more because I think it, it touched a lot of people because so many people are unable to really delve into the subject matter that you shared mm-hmm. but the other part which was your willingness to be vulnerable about mm-hmm. what that looked like for you yeah oh man just and and seeing a tall and confident and well-spoken mm-hmm. man right share feelings that's still moving for people these days mm-hmm. right yeah. like it's a it's something that we need more of, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. And I'm just, the other part that for me was really impactful was that everybody had like this level of humor underneath, like yeah. where they didn't even sometimes know they were being funny because it's like, again, it's those emotions are so closely tied to one another. Yeah. And when we talk about our pain, also the other stuff comes up. It all gets like moved around, right? So true. I got hugged by a woman I'd never met before afterward, and she said, Whoa, your energy is crazy, like so powerful. You just gave me a hug, and I'm like tingling. I'm like, yeah, that's because I was just in my heart for more than a minute, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think the Connection Project is going to do well no matter what direction it goes, because it's, it's that bit. It's the same bit as last year. People want to feel connected to something and why not do it with our hearts with our stories absolutely yeah so you'll be how we conclude this episode of the podcast which is super Mm. appropriate and for people listening out there who perhaps didn't experience the evening but hopefully have watched the film that's been created how would you suggest they go about getting that same feeling that everyone walked out of the theater with tonight? Oh, that's such a special question, actually. For me, what I think to get that is for people to start either leaning into the communities they have a little deeper or create their own communities, create new ones. Mm -hmm. Ones that, like, you have this clean slate where you're not stuck in like the old ways that that we communicate and, and leaning in and, and try something new and just being courageous. So there's nothing better than in the moment and film can capture that to some extent, but it's not the same. And so I this will be a big part of it going forward. Just keep letting people know that there's more of these things to to be a part of. And, you know... I had a little whisper tonight uh, of having it twice yearly because mental health week is or is in May. Uh, May. Mm-hmm. It's a different time of year, and so a different type of storytelling is probably possible, right? Mm-hmm. Might be smaller stages, might be like an outdoors. Like, who knows? I mean, the possibilities are endless, and I know that you guys kind of are fully aware of that. Um it's really nice to feel the support from the two of you in 
this way because you're creating connections that some people aren't necessarily ready to make. So while the live thing is really, really important, I think there's these safe places, right? Podcast listening in your private time or watching a video on YouTube. Sometimes that's like the first step. Totally. I I completely agree. And I also want to ask you about fear because it is a safe place to, to participate in this way and not that we don't want people listening to our podcast, um, but there might be fears that are holding people back from fully giving and entering that community like you speak of. And every single person who we talked to tonight before going on or this afternoon before going on had that fear but went for it. So what, what are your thoughts on that and on those fears that we all hold or... or when you've had experiences with fears, how have you pushed by them? Oh. Sometimes I don't know where it comes from, but fear is a really interesting thing for me. It's like a driving force to act, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that comes from the instinctive, like, fight or flight or whatever. But when fear comes up for me, it's like, it's like a, a physical preparation for something that you actually want to do. And for me, fear actually doesn't hold me back. It pushes me forward. And um, practicing that is the best feeling, right? And that's how you get better at it. That's the only possible way that you become more adept is practicing it. I love it. Using it as fuel instead of being used up by it, you know, and and drowning in it. You actually use it as a launch to, to get where you need to be. I love that. Yeah. As Andrew always says, feel the fear and do it anyway. There it is, man. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For people who are here, people who weren't here, what what how would you like to complete this episode, Emily? Oh. Gosh, what a journey. I would like to say when you get that little spark or that little idea just try it out take that next step you know make that leap and that leap can look like the tiniest thing like phoning somebody Mm -hmm. or starting a conversation that's not your traditional small talk start there and you have no idea what that could lead to um i just think we're all capable of so much and instead of seeing the limitations it's like Let's see what's possible. Anything is like truly possible when, when you're in it for the right reasons and your heart's there. The Connection Project for me was literally a space I created to force myself out of isolation because it was killing me. And that was just, uh, it's been a beautiful gift ever since I, I did it and, and I'm going to continue it. And I love witnessing other people in inspired action. I love witnessing people, what you said, feel that fear and do it anyway, just really go for it because that propels other people to do the same and um, man we can get so stuck in our heads literally and that's where that that illness bit comes from and I just want for the conversation to just be okay just be okay with truth right Hmm. you know we've there's some pretty sad stories in this in this group that have shared everybody's outside laughing 
right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, you can hear them. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. laughing. They're, yeah. they're sharing just who they are. They're just being who they are. And I think when we be who we are, I think you nailed it in your talk, John, like when we stop fighting and living the lie that we've constructed or has been constructed for us or whatever, that's when we get sick. And for me, that was the whole reason I created this because I wanted it for myself and then I realized I wanted it for everybody. So mm. connection, connect to your heart, connect to your breath and connect to the moment. Well, and I think I can speak on behalf of all the speakers. You gave us such a gift in, in honoring us to, to share our stories and um, there's countless more to be told. And I, and I look forward to the future, future stories and I'm here for life. I'll be coming to this thing from now on. This is, this is what a wonderful experience. So thank you, Emily. Thank you, guys. I love you so, so much. I love Thanks. you, too. Love you, too. Well, that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you liked what you heard here, check out the website. ObstacleCoursePodcast.com. That's where you can subscribe, check out the show notes. If we have one request, we'd ask you to leave us a kind review and perhaps share this episode. It's not because we have fragile egos. Well. But because we want other great people like you to benefit. Speaking of great people, we have a list of people we want to thank. We've got our senior technical advisor, Andy Robertson, our media partner and web designer, Sticky Media, and of course, our host and snack coordinator, Judy Langford. Oh, peanut butter cookies. You can continue the conversation on Instagram and Facebook at Obstacle Course Podcast and on Twitter at Obstacle Pod. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Keep pushing through those obstacles.